What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 37, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. JMac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is down in the on-deck circle now. Let's head down and see what he's up to. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Good afternoon, Sam. Hello, Justin. How are you? Excellent on this Sunday afternoon. How are you doing? Very good. Wife and I got up early and went on a like three and a half mile walk and we made breakfast, got coffee. And then, uh, you know, usually those days are super energetic. They're really productive. And I've, you know, I've kicked the morning off right. And I sat on the couch and I was just filled with apathy and I watched some sports center. I took a long pull on my day beer while the intro music was on, um, and it's just shaping up to be real lazy. I like it. I like it. Sundays are for that, though. I was hoping to get some shit done, but that's just out the window at this point. It's Hall of Fame Induction Sunday. That's right. Shit, I forgot about this. We've got um, Tomei yep. and Shipper yep. and Guerrero. Yes. And uh, those are the only ones I know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, there are two more. I oh, believe. Hoffman. Yeah, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, and then uh, also... Not to leave out anybody. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Hold on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Alan Trammell. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, what about, isn't there a Morris in there too? Yeah, Jack Morris as well. Great. Yeah, good stuff, man. It's exciting. It's always uh, good stuff. I'm glad that Vlad's getting in. That's my big thing. Uh, Me you, too. You know where my head's at with Chipper Jones. I kind of respect him more now than I ever did, but I'm, I'm a big Vlad guy. Vlad, I mean, anybody who's going to get a base hit off of a ball that hit in front of the plate fucking nails absolutely incredible i loved watching him play um in la and in texas because you know i watched a lot of those games yeah and that dude can he would just hit the strangest fucking balls like, <laughs> all the really time far. yeah all the time yeah. his son does the same shit i love it i can't wait to see him hit i know it moved up to triple a this week i'm sure your google alerts told you they did i actually the google alerts are very poor it's really anytime anything has ever been mentioned on any news source <laughs> Um, so if somebody republishes a story that was like th- from three years ago, I get a notification about it and get excited that perhaps he's being called up. Nope. Um, no. It sure doesn't seem like the Blue, Blue Jays are going to make that happen until like rosters expand and they can. I mean, it's not yeah. like they're going to the playoffs or anything, but I mean, they can. They still just have the space to do it. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they've completely given up quite yet for some whatever reason. No, they're going to um, wait till the last minute, probably September, I would say, for a call-up for uh, Vlad Jr., if at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they just delayed it even further. Because, yeah. I mean, if they waited until, um, like, May of next season, they'd have more control yeah. over him. He's so young. Like, why pull the trigger early? Why? Yeah, why rush? Why rush, for sure. And, I mean, he's had a little bit of injury this year, it seems like. And it's exactly like the Acuna Jr. thing that we've been talking about. Just take your time with the guy and make sure he stays healthy because – Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about longevity here, you know? Totally agree. I mean, Acuna, if you look at it, he hasn't been really amazing this year. You just oh. know that the potential's there. Yeah. He's, he's had a, a rougher second half of his first half, if you think about it. He started mm-hmm. out really hot and then. Yeah. Well, they just keep, he keeps pushing for playtime after his knee and his hamstring. It's just like, just take it easy. Take man. it easy, kid. Your, your brain isn't done developing. You need to let some adults make these decisions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's good stuff man but yeah so exciting hall of fame day and uh good stuff going around the outfielder um good episode last week i enjoyed it enjoyed the talk with ben talking about digging holes and the like God, that's good that was that was a shit show it was really it was a really good episode it was super fun yeah um but we were off topic a lot <laughs> we are not here to to <laughs> talk about the holes <laughs> That will come in handy. Uh, did did you capture the one where he's talking about like greasing up his balls or something? Uh, I also got this one. Yeah, I think he was uh, like rubbing himself with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the man vegetables is at the end. That's the one I haven't cut, but I'll get back to that. Oh, that's classic. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, man. All right. Let's see. Ben left an ad for me. Ah, here we go. Are you tired of your broken down old barn? How about your rusty tricycle? Well, look no further because we have the place for you. 
Of course, we're referring to our close personal friends over at Tucker Barnhart's Barn and Tricycle Repair. Gone are the days that you have to worry about your tricycle getting rained on due to holes in the roof of your barn. With our friends down at Tucker Barnhart's Barn and Tricycle Repair, they'll get your barn all fixed up and your squeaky tricycle wheel fixed all at the same time. They plug holes, grease wheels, fix planks, polish metal, attach handlebar tassels, replace siding, and so much more. So give our friends down at Tucker Barnhart's Barn and Tricycle Repair a call today, and you'll be on the road and protected at the same time. Back to you, Sam. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm surprised that wasn't an open heart surgery barn. Yeah. So and I, horse feed emporium. <laughs> horse feed emporium. Yeah, we've gone heavy on the animals <laughs> lately, so I, I left I left that out of the sporty liner. Maybe we'll get back to it later. Tucker Barnhart, love it. Yes. Good catcher. Decent catcher. I, I would challenge many people to say what team he's on and what position he plays. Well, I just gave away the catcher part, but yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Very good stuff. So I've got a buddy of mine who... This is kind of random, but he collect. Why wouldn't this belong in this show, though, right? Um, but he collects bobbleheads. He's a big bobblehead guy, and he's big on the underground bobblehead market, like on eBay and all this. Yeah. And like, he's yeah. got a lot of bobbleheads. It's really impressive. I'll have to send you a picture later. But he just sent me a bobblehead that he picked up, a picture of it, and it's a pit bull. <laughs> and I don't know pit why bull, that exists. The, the dog or the Latino rapper. The Latino rapper, he sent me, I'll send you the picture, Sam, but he sent me this picture. The background is definitely the Marlins Park, and he just said, this is why bobbles get a bad rep. People make this kind of garbage. <laughs> and he sent me this one I just sent you, and it looks But he has weird. one. No, no, no. This is like, a, I think it's a picture of one on Twitter, but he's oh, just okay. a bobblehead collector and always looking for them, and it just made me laugh. Well, you got to put butts in seats in Miami, Hal, better than something Pitbull related. Uh, is that true? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's yeah, that's a shitty, that's a really shitty bobblehead you sent me. It's, it's to, really for, for the listeners out there, it looks like super glossy, so it's like probably plasticky and not the ceramic you get at the for the quality ones. And he's just in a tux. It's not that cool. Yeah. It I, actually looks kind of like Vin Diesel. I'm, <laughs> I'm also a little bit confused about why he's in the tux, and, and I don't know, man. I'm not a pit bull guy. I'm not impressed. No, me neither. But he sent it to us nonetheless, so it's good stuff. Um, all right. How about the piece of shit corner? Let's talk pieces of shit. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you Cincinnati. this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Great. Let's talk pieces of shit. Uh, first and foremost, I know close to Justin's heart, Alex Bregman. Huge piece of shit. I'm going to focus... I'm going to focus on his most recent outburst, although I'm sure you could add on to this. Um, but Alex Bregman uh, earlier this week hit what looks like a, a home run, or it looked like it was going to be a home run at Coors Field. Gerardo Parra uh, in left field um, doesn't catch the ball, and Bregman makes it to third. He's fired up. He's got a triple. Um, but upon further review, Parra missed the ball because a fan reached out and it glanced off the, the fan's glove. And therefore, Parra missed the ball. I'm of the opinion Parra would have missed it anyway because he was bouncing off of the wall at the time. Anyway, the, the, the rule states that if there's any fan interference, I think like uh, over a foot onto the, the field, that um, it's ruled an out. And Bregman, you know, they review it. It takes them a little while. They send it to New York. They get the call back. And Bregman's called out because, I mean, it's very clear that the fan's glove got in the way. And he just goes off. He is super fired up. He's cursing at the umpires. He's being super disrespectful in my eyes. He's screaming and yelling. Post-game, still fired up. He's just a real pretentious, like, petulant little child about it. And he's uh, pretty much screaming at a wall, right? Because these are the rules of the game. Um, we've, we've observed many fan interference instances. And he's like, no, but this one's me. because So now it really matters. Oh, yeah, of um, course. 
Yeah. And it's just kind of like classic millennial young kid behavior. And uh, I don't really appreciate that. So no. go fuck yourself, Alex Bregman. Based on what I hear from Justin, you're very loud and um, you should just shut your mouth. You're really good at baseball. You have a career in three seasons, a 10.5 war, uh, 49 home runs, 854 OPS, and a 279 batting average. Just keep swinging the bat, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So remind me, is there a, a situation with fan interference where it could be ruled as a ground rule double? Um, I don't know. Maybe if it bounces and then they reach down onto the field to pick it up. Yeah, that must be it or something. I'm yeah. not, I, I can't remember. I, I was thinking that it was, would be a ground rule double, but I mean, I get, I don't know if it's like within a certain amount of distance where it's like, but I mean, how do you measure that? Right. Um, uh, but yeah, no, fuck him. Uh, so I think we talked about him the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe it was now about, uh, arguing with people on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. He does not have a Twitter anymore ever since he, uh, decided to be arguing with people on Twitter. So um, probably for the best because of this kind of behavior right here, I would 100% agree with you uh, putting him in the piece of shit corner. Yeah. I like it. Suck it, Alex. Uh, number two, former player, a guy named Milton Bradley. Do you remember this guy? Absolutely. Okay. Milton Bradley um, had a 12-year career in the MLB. I'm going to list the teams that he played for. Love it. And I'll, I'll keep count for you too. Montreal, Cleveland. Dodgers, Padres, A's, Rangers, Cubs, and Seattle. Wow. That's eight, te- eight teams in 12 years. Who does he think he is? Bartolo? <sighs> well, he definitely speaks. Uh, he thinks he's Milton Bradley, and he'll let you know by saying just that because he likes to speak in the third person. So, you know, that's not a great start. Um, career war of 16.9, 271 batting average, and an 804 OPS. He was a good slugger for, yeah. for a number of teams. Yeah. He was a good DH um, for the Rangers, he made the All-Star Game in 2008, I think. Um, mostly off the field and general just asshattery. He's a real um, delusions of persecution type of guy. Like, everyone's out to get him. Everyone hates Milton Bradley. He would probably say that on multiple occasions just like that. He uh, has many, many counts of domestic abuse and battery. He served 30, uh, 30, 32 months in prison in 2013 for such behavior. Um, he t- again, talks in the third person. He's confronted announcers for um, just like having an opinion on the guy. Uh, and like was like, hey, why did you say that shit about me on air? That's kind of weird behavior, right? David, um, David Price shit is what that is. He's also quite famous for catching a fly ball and then throwing it into the stands because he thought that there were uh, three outs, but there were really only two. I love when that happens. <laughs> I love <laughs> when that happens. He has uh, gone after many, many a water cooler in the dugout. He's thrown bottles at fans. He's thrown, uh, he's flipped the bird at fans. He's gotten into it with the Cubs and saying, well, look at the Cubs. They suck so much. No wonder they haven't won in a hundred years. He's just a real go-getter when it comes to being aggressive. Yeah. I mean, you'd think that a guy that designs that many board games, you know, yeah, I think uh, many times people have mentioned that his name is, in fact, like exactly the same as the game, the board game manufacturer. He does not appreciate that. In fact, Milton Bradley does not appreciate much of anything, I imagine. He can go fuck himself then. You know what? Yeah. If, if you, if you got to take yourself too seriously to where you can't even lean into the fact that you're named after an incredible board game company, it's not like it's like it's some second-rate board game company. This is the creators of fucking Monopoly, for Christ's sakes. I mean... Get a fucking grip. Yep. He's also, uh, yeah, it just has no, no grasp of reality or uh, reasonableness. He also got a ticket for going 52 and a 25, or he didn't get the ticket because he refused to take it, and then he sped away. <laughs> no, wait a minute. They caught him. But, uh, but they did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the car is in park. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just a real, just a real, uh, you know, piece of garbage. Dude, field. Milton, come get us. I don't think I knew about his collective resume like that. I didn't realize he spent time in the clink either. Post, post baseball. Yes. I mean, he's had like, I, I was trying to keep track of all the charges. Best my count. It was around nine charges from uh, his wife and others, other women, what mostly team- targeting women. So come after a dude, bro. Does any real team. So that's fucked number one, but does any real team, <laughs> uh, do they? I didn't want to just gloss over that entirely because you're 100 percent correct. Like, fight someone that could fight you. Anyway, um, 
does he like do any teams really like own him? You know how like bonds can be you know owned by the Giants, obviously, and no. that kind of thing. No, not really. I, two years in Montreal, three years in Cleveland, two in L.A., two in Oakland, one in San Diego, one in Texas, one in Chicago, two in Seattle. Seems so to be, no, yeah, seems to be a pattern here. Nor would anybody want to own him. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, that's obvious here. I'm just curious. The, these are okay. So to be clear, these are just the teams in which he played games for. Okay. There were a lot of trades where he would like go to Kansas City, and then he would immediately be turned around as a trading piece, or probably because they met him and then said, "Fuck this shit. Get me, get me out of this situation." You can't blame them. Nope. Anyway, sorry, Milton. You suck. Still, fuck um, go fuck yourself. Yep. Love it. Uh, third piece of shit is useless baseball stats. So uh, I really like that baseball has so many counting stats. It's it's really easy to go super deep and like you can invent your own stats. They might not mean anything, but you can totally uh, look up any measure of someone's performance, pitching, um, fielding, batting, especially lots and lots of numbers throwing around. So this means that People are, are often trying to draw conclusions or, again, make up stats to try and tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that leads to a lot of bullshit, like, non-facts and a lot of, like, total nonsense numbers. I was watching, as the listeners know, Phillies Dodgers um, last week, and one of the stats they pulled was uh, the last meeting in regular season when both teams were in first place in their divisions was June 7th, 2009 in LA. Okay. So that, <laughs> that piece of information is great. Like, Oh wow. They just, they haven't been in first place in a really long time at the same time. Cool. But no, they go, they take it a step. They go a little bit deeper. They say that is a total of 3,333 days since that happened. Why? All right. So what do I, how do I use this information? But no, they take it a step deeper. That is for the Dodgers. 1,497 games since. For the Phillies, 1,501 games since they've both been in first place. Like, who the fuck what is cares? This? What the fuck is this? Yeah. Stop it. I don't care about the ratio of, you know, degrees at first pitch to number of base on balls. Like, exactly. shut the fuck up. <laughs> tell, me, tell me OPS. Like, that's as deep as I really want to go. War is pretty deep. I like that. Yeah. OPS plus. Like, I, I understand that there's some merits to some of this shit, but people really go off the rails with some, some really weird numbers. So I don't mind them as much during the postseason, though, because that's just some of that's just really interesting because like, I don't, I don't need them to go down the rabbit hole of the number of days and all that. But some of the stuff about postseason is always interesting, um, especially when teams don't play each other that often and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've got three other useless stats to add to that list real quick that I found on, on a Reddit thread real quick. So the first one, so the first two are serious. Uh, the, the last one you'll just appreciate. The first one is attendance numbers. Those are never accurate. No, because it's number of tickets sold, not people in seats. Right, which includes season tickets and the like. Yes. And, I mean, I've definitely been to plenty of Rangers games that say they're sold out. Yeah, friends. and you look around and... Definitely not. I mean, the Red Sox just had like a, a seven or eight year. It may have even been longer than that run of being sold out. And like, so I don't know if you do, saw this or not, Sam. This time last year, this today was the day that you and I went to the Red Sox Royals game last year at Fenway. Stephanie showed me a look back on Facebook or whatever the fuck yeah. they call that future. Yeah. And, um, but whenever we were up there, it was like right at the end of that sellout streak or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, it hadn't really been the case in a very, very long time. And that's, I mean, that, that includes giving away tickets to like local schools and all that. Like the, the Dallas Mavericks basketball team do that here in Dallas where they'll just give away stuff to schools because it's good PR. And I mean, nobody's filling up the seats anyway. So totally. attendance in baseball is always silly to me. Yes. Um, the second one is team payroll. Who gives a fucking shit about team payroll and baseball? I, th- I doubt that the, the average fan could tell you what the luxury tax is and what that means if you're going over it in any way. No, I, I agree. I, I couldn't even tell you the thresholds for luxury tax, like brackets or whatever. Yeah. I do. I will counterpoint by saying I do like seeing a low payroll team win. Yeah. And low is totally rel- it's relative to whatever that person thinks is low. Like they don't fucking know. Correct. Um, so, so that's a nice segue into the last stat. That I'm always interested. This one I'm always interested in. This is, I think, speaks uh, solely for the A's playing at home. This is sewage leak uh, leaks per innings pitched. 
Slip, I think, is what's that. That's uh, <laughs> wow, sabermetrics. Yes, love it, love it. They have a what very a piece of shit. I've been to a like probably forty or fifty games at O.co when I lived in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, what a piece of shit. That yeah. place. They need a better ballpark. They really do. For the outfielder crew that don't know that uh, that place tends to flood with sewage a lot. It's typically the I believe it's the visitors' locker room and the the uh, home team's dugout. So yes. it's pretty fucking terrible. A lot of plumbing issues in the Bay. Yes. Very uh, akin to being in the piece of shit quarter. Anyway, Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, last piece of shit for you. Yappy dog owners. So people buy small dogs. They think they're easier. They're definitely cuter at times. But then they don't discipline the small dog like it's a dog. And it becomes this little megalomaniac. And it screams and yelps and it bites other dogs. And they're like, oh, it's okay. It's small. It's like. No, it's not okay. You yeah. need to treat that fucker like a dog. You discipline it like a dog, and then they're great. Otherwise, you get you get these people with like two Pomeranians, and they're just like growling at my big back, black lab all the time. And they're like, "Oh, it's okay. She's small. It's so cute." It's like actually, it's not okay. This yeah. is not okay. You need to go fuck yourself with this dog. Keep it from yapping. It wakes me up every fucking morning, um, and it's super aggressive. So not okay, yappy dog owners. Treat your dog like a dog, and it will be a dog. And you always hear them say things like, oh, don't worry, it's friendly. Yeah, well, it just bit my left nut off, so it's really not that friendly. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because that has happened. Someone goes, oh, it's okay, she's super sweet. And I, I admittedly was a little buzzed when I went down there. But I go, I, I highly fucking doubt that. <laughs> like, trying, was, to, trying to bite the ankles of my dog. I, I said that. I go, I highly fucking doubt that. I was, I was incredibly concerned that one bit your left nut off. That was more. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Well, These nuts are intact. Good, good. Glad we cleared that up on the show. Those are the pieces of shit. Love it. You name the time frame, I'll name an asshole. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Love the piece of shit quarter. Always solid. Um. Okay. So we are gonna do gathering around the hot stove again. Um, Absolutely. I wish we had some sort of music noise for a hot stove but there just isn't one no it's okay yeah um we're gonna talk about trades that have happened we are what two days away from the deadline i think it's on tuesday isn't it i don't know what time but that actually makes a huge difference because a lot of shit happens like just hours before it's tuesday the 31st i don't know what time i believe it's usually like 2 or 3 p.m eastern time okay great great so something like that um, yeah, those deals typically come to the very, very end of the, on the wire. I mean, I think the Rangers Darvish deal didn't even get done until maybe two or three hours after the deadline because they had to sort it through in the office and everything. Cause teams essentially yeah. have to agree on these deals in principle, alert the, the league office, and then they have to approve or deny the deal. So, uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, it's an exciting time in baseball. There are a lot of, I think it's, it, there've been a lot of things that have been done which is kind of interesting because typically that's not the case. Usually it all kind of bum rushes in the last day or so. A lot of stuff has been done preemptively this year, um, but there's still a lot to do, it seems like. So we're going to kind of go around and talk about what's been done. Uh, we, we covered a bit of this last week. I think we talked uh, a little bit about the Red Sox and Yankees trades and stuff like that and some other stuff around the league, but a lot has happened since then. So let's, uh, let's dive into it. Cool. What do you want to start with, man? Well, let's do AL East, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, so the Yankees, uh, so big news Yankees wise, the, uh, Aaron judge took a pitch to the wrist the other day, chipped a bone in his wrist. will be out, uh, three plus weeks. And that's just minimum timetable to be back. Uh, doctors don't think that he'll be completely right. What do you think? What do you think they do in that situation? I mean, you gotta sit him. I mean, obviously they're going to sit him while he's, you know, out for the three plus weeks. But after that, I mean, how do you handle that? Yeah, I think the most uh, compelling piece of news I heard around that is their interest in Joey Gallo. Oh, I have not heard that. Yes, they're they're scouting. There's actually quite a few people scouting Joey Gallo. And if you think about um, what he brings to the table, it, he's not an Aaron Judge, obviously. But he is a good, def- good enough defender. Um, again, not Aaron Judge quality. And he hit, he's hit 26 home runs this year. So he's going to, he's going to be a big power boost to a Yankees uh, hitter friendly park. What's he batting though? 214, 204 <laughs> below the Mendoza line. Yeah, that's rough. Um, it is rough, but he's working on it. He's actually gotten better. His walk rate is up to about 14%. Okay. 
okay. um, which is way up from previous seasons, but his strikeout rate is still like 38.5%. Yeah, he's batting 191 on base 307, cool. slugging 465. Interesting. Yeah. So I've heard that that's potential for um, the Yankees. Um, They're going to have but- to give up a ton to do that, the Yankees would. And. But the Rangers have not been that aggressive on these deals they've made so far, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, I still, I don't know. I don't see that happening. He's too controllable for too long. I think Texas is going to view him as a piece that they, a foundational piece they're going to want. Yeah. I think if the Yankees gave up the right things, we would totally do it though. Yeah, they should. They absolutely should. But I don't, I don't know how aggressive they need to be necessarily here. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, with this injury in mind, if this makes them super sad that they gave up Brandon Drury. Yeah. Um, he was not producing because he only had like 60 at-bats or something, but that guy was pretty good for the Diamondbacks in previous seasons. And if he gets playtime, he can really mash the ball. So, yeah. you know, you think about the opportunity that that could have provided him in, in New York. That's a pretty potentially good player that no, is no longer there. Yeah, I agree with that. I think so the, New York seems to be flailing a ton, man. They they seem to have all the markings. The best way I th- I've been thinking about this is they almost look like the Braves in a lot of way where they're just young and they just need a little more time to learn how to play together. And, I, I mean, Aaron Boone's an inexperienced manager, so, I mean, that's a little bit of a learning curve and a, a slow process. I mean, there's not anything, like, blatantly to blame on him. I think he's done everything that, you know, would be expected of his knowledge in the game, but... I, I was talking to a so the Yankees and Red Sox play each other this coming week, and oh, nice. uh, yeah, it's a weekend series at Fenway, so that should be good. Um, I was a little bit disappointed when I heard about the Aaron Judge news, and I was talking to a friend of mine at work who's a Yankees fan. And oh he, man, you, you, a friend? Did you use the word friend just now? Yeah, he's not too obnoxious about it, but I mean, <laughs> th- this is about to be an, exa- an example of why I hate him all at the same time. Um, <laughs> He didn't seem too worried about it, and I kind of—I'm surprised by that. I would be concerned about this. I would definitely be concerned about it. That's a big part of their lineup, right? Well, that's that's kind of their game, right? It's like put on a big face, yeah, or um, like a strong. What is what's the fucking expression I'm looking for? Stone face. I don't know. Keep your gloves up, I guess. Sure. There you go. Perfect. Um, the Red Sox traded for Nathan Eovaldi, which we talked about last episode. Uh, he, pitches tonight. he pitches today, actually. They have a day game, yeah. and I really want to watch that. Yeah, it's about to... So let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, we're going to get through... We're just going to ra- <laughs> run through this episode real quick. Um, no, it's... First pitch is coming out soon, so we're just going to, you know, just going to... We're going to rapid fire the whole episode. No, Great. but um, they still need to add a reliever. Uh, Rafael Devers went on the DL yesterday with a hamstring injury, which is concerning, but I, I mean, Alex Cora said that he's going to be out for a little bit, but... Uh, Dever said this morning during pregame interviews and stuff that it's a little bit of a tweak. He feels fine. He didn't even think that the 10 day is going to be necessary fully. Uh, okay. I mean, he's going to wait it out to be on the safe side, but, uh, it, I was telling you, I think in pre-show, it, it really irritates me when I look at the fact that they need infielders right this second and they traded away Travis Shaw for fucking Tyler Thornburg, who actually, uh, is Pitching really well, but this is the first time in two years that he's been with the Red Sox organization because he's been hurt the whole time. It's good to hear that he's doing something well. Is he doing as well as Travis Shaw has done in the no. time that he's been traded no, away? Travis Shaw's been so good. Right, because he's been hurt the whole time, too. I yeah, mean, I, right. I don't really... That was... Uh, I, I understood the trade at the time because it, it cleared up a spot for Devers, and I get that, but I mean, if he already played second and they moved him to third... I don't know why you wouldn't assume what you assumed about happening to Pedroia this year. Yeah. I mean, he's like 36 or seven years old at this point. He may not even be that old, but I, I don't know. It was an odd, uncharacteristic move by Dave Dombrowski. Yeah, Pedroia should just retire. His best friend and Walt Disney teammate, uh, Andre Ethier, has announced his retirement. I think Pedroia should follow. Pedroia's only 34 years old. It seems like he's way older. Only 34? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, Cora was trying to get him to take his spot whenever he played for the Red Sox. So that's, I mean, that should put it in perspective. That's pretty crazy. So he's old. Yeah. He should, yeah. I mean, Pedroia has been really good for the team, but just call it. Call it, dude. Just gritty. I would say it's it's the overall grittiness of it and 
So um, Poppy, I think Poppy did it right. Let's, I mean, I don't want to detract from the hot stove too much, but no. Poppy did it right. He had a fucking fantastic season and called it quits. Yeah. Does Pedroia really want to end on a shitty note? No. A shittier note than this year? That's why yeah. he's not rushing back from this injury that he's got because he knows he's, he's even said it that this is, this will be the last time. If he, if he can't stay healthy, he'll be out. So um, that's good. But anyway, so it's, it's frustrating to watch that. They're still going to need to pick up a reliever and I anticipate them doing that. You've been calling Keona Keller for a while. I yep. see that. I mean, it, it sounds like there's they've checked in on him, but so have like four other teams. Yeah. Um, but what I if s- they did? What if they did an in division thing with Tampa Bay to get uh, maybe a Sergio Romo? The the Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays have a good bullpen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. I don't. I don't really know what the the plan is for Tampa Bay. Um, <clears throat> well, they're sellers. Yeah. Oh, well, I know they're sellers, but I don't know. How much? I mean, you know, it's always that weird thing. The Rangers are going through that right now. What do you want to sell? What's going to be? Archer's Archer's going to get traded by Tuesday for sure. It looks like he's going to go to the Padres, which is like Confusing. super. Yeah, just there. I guess they're in rebuild mode. He has like three more years of control, two yeah. maybe two or three more years of control. So that's great for a rebuilding team to like pick up a number one guy. But that's going to be costly for the Padres. They might have to give up Tatis, even though they say they won't. Isn't that? I mean, that seems like a, a rash move. That seems more like an offseason move than it does like a, a yeah. trade deadline type move. But if they want to move yeah. him, you got to take advantage of it where you can, I guess. That's that's a really fair point for sure. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to go this season, um, he'll be controllable by that team, so they'd have to pick him up now. But yeah, totally agree with that sentiment. Yep, definitely. Um, oh, the Yankees picked up J.A. Happ since we last talked. Jay Happ. Oh shit, me. I forgot about that. Yeah, they picked him up. Good luck with that. Is all I can tell you. Look, he, I have a. Hasn't he been good this season? So he has, except against the one team that they need him to be good against. <laughs> I think he, uh, he. I'm pretty sure he carries like. Hold on, I've got it right here. Talk amongst yourself until I find it. You should. You should hit the the ad read button while you pull up your Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just go back through it. Um, uh, I think while you're looking at that, I'm thinking about the other people that Toronto and or the the Orioles need to offload. Um, the Orioles could still very well get rid of some of their starters and potentially Adam Jones and Jonathan scope. Um, there's lots of teams out there looking for outfielders and bats and, um, especially Cleveland, Cleveland could really use a, a, um, an Adam Jones out there in their outfield. Their outfield is atrocious outside of Michael Brantley. It really, really is. And I'm, I mean, I guess that's just a, a health thing more than anything because they were, Relying on Bradley Zimmer and things like that to be healthy, so we'll see. I guess. And Lonnie Chisholm has never really been that good, even though I think he had he had a game where he had like five home runs last year or something like that. But Lonnie Chisholm is not going to shore up a postseason outfield, right? You get an Adam Jones in there, you're talking about making uh, a Cleveland Indians team uh, offense specifically that's already super dangerous, even more dangerous. That, that would be a, a really cool move for them, but. I don't know what Baltimore is willing to trade or what they would need to trade Adam Jones away. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like specifically because I don't know what his contract looks like. Um, Jay Happ has a seven, a six twenty nine ERA against the Red Sox. Wow. What about the Astros? Uh, What, as far as, uh, well, you think about against against against, uh, Jay Happ. Oh yeah. 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 Let me look real fast. You you think about um, the way the playoff seating is probably going to shake out. You got, um, Houston very likely taking on. Is that true? The Yankees? No, the the best team in the team with the best record in percentage. So it would be Boston, right. New York, very likely. Eh. No, Houston actually has a better. That's not true. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little lost there. That'll happen. Um, I'm looking. For you can some- envision a scenario in which the Yankees play Houston in the playoffs. And that would be, you know, a, a meaningful number to have as well. Agreed. Uh, J-Hap does have some postseason experience, though, which is good. More with the Phillies. Um, I'm looking for his splits right now on um, teams specifically. But he, uh, let's see, he's only controllable. So he's a rental player, too. So he's only controllable through the rest of the year anyway. So, I mean, it's a rental type situation. I don't think that they got a ton back for him. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Toronto's in the gutter right now in all in all facets of the game. <laughs> Seriously. It's uh I They're sw- still trying to unload Josh Donaldson. Like that's not going to happen. That's going to be an August thing. Well, they're just going to have to eat all of that contract all this, you know. Do I drop him for my fantasy team already? Honestly, probably. 
Fucking A, man. Yeah, it's a shame. It's definitely a shame. I'm not looking for I've this been, anymore. I've Maybe. been dragging his smelly corpse for seasons. You really have. You've been, I mean, it's one of those things it's hard to let go of him, but at the same time, it's probably time. His preseason ranking was 31. Oh, my God. What a fall from grace. His current rank is 518. Ooh. Yeah, that's not great. That's not what you're looking for. That's a lot of orders of magnitude. Indeed. Um, what else has happened? Anything else happened? Baltimore. Oh, real quick. This isn't necessarily on the hot stove topic. Did you see this whole thing about Baltimore canceling the game last the other night on the Red Sox? No. So uh, the rain thing. Yeah. So this was actually I saw the, the rain delay. Yeah. This was the night that we actually recorded. It went to a five, like they took that five, yeah. nothing lead and went to a rain delay. Yeah. And about an hour later, the Orioles canceled the game or postponed the game. So none of the home runs or stats or anything count until they finish that out, that whole thing again. And Juan Soto, father time right, paradigm. A bunch of bullshit. And <laughs> um and then like about an like within the hour it stopped raining. It didn't rain for the rest of the night. There was nothing on the forecast and everything. And it's like, why did you cancel this game? Why did you do this? Like I you know, like whenever they were in town last time and there was a, a rain a rain out for cancellation, they are postponement. I should I keep saying cancellation. Should be postponement. They uh they gave them a, a day heads up and and were like let's let's just yeah. reschedule this like this doesn't look good. It was a really oh. shitty thing to do. Alex Cora was real pissed about it, which is rare, but he was not yeah. happy. <clears throat> so uh, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but um, after a certain number of innings are played, they can't postpone it and right. replay the entirety of the game. Right. It's like six <clears throat> innings, right? And they played five. No, they played like three. They were just up. They had a five nothing oh. lead on them. You see, the score that you guys racked up would indicate a higher inning total. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we are talking about the Orioles here. So anyway, it was just kind of a Bush League move. We always hate those kinds of things. That's a real kick in the sack for no good reason other than, hey, we're in the same division and you beat, beat our dicks in all, all day. Exactly. All right. What else is out there? We've been talking about the AL East for far too long, I feel like, at this point. It's just a really good division. It's it hard to. I mean, you talk about, you know, you talk about talking about the Central and it's like, eh. Yeah, Fuck. I don't want to. I was we listening. Skipped it in, we've skipped it in the standings. We're like, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we forced ourselves to start watching games from those divisions because yeah. it's just so fucking. He's like Harry. It's like Harry Potter living under the stairs. Like yeah. we don't give a shit. Exactly. Um, but we should. Uh, so Cleveland needs an outfielder badly, really badly. Um, the only good productive guy out there again is Michael Brantley. They could really pick up an, an Adam Jones from Baltimore would be super cool. Or um, maybe a Shinsu Chu from Texas. That might be nice. Get some trade ships back. Yeah, but Texas is going to have to eat more, again, eat more contract yep. than they're going to want to. That, yeah, we'll talk about them in a minute. I don't want to get too far in. <laughs> um, Minnesota should be selling shit. They need to get rid of Kyle Gibson. I, yes. I still think that's the case. They're in second place. They're eight games back. But they're not going to catch up. We know this. They right. just got Miguel Sano. They called. They recalled him from AAA, which is nice. But that's not going to get the job done. They're way too, way too far behind. My buddy that that collects the bobbleheads texted me last night and said, "So the Red Sox were down four to one against Minnesota in like the third, and said, oh, your pitching ca staff can't handle Minnesota. That's not a look you want to see.' It's and true. I texted him back and just said, "Stand by." And then they won the game ten to four. And of course they did. I texted him back and I was like, that's why I'm not concerned, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The offense sometimes will, you know, make dig up, themselves out of the hole. Yeah. Make up. Wasn't the, the prettiest uh, start for pretty man Rick, but hey, got yeah. the job done. Uh, this is the only division in baseball where if you're not in first place, you're a seller. Agreed. Wouldn't you think that the Rangers should consider moving like Mazzara? No, Mazzara's nails. I would not trade him. He's super young. Think about what you could get back for him, though. But, I mean, do you – so this is the thing with trading young players, in my mind. Um, if you trade a young player that is known to be good for two or three players that are unknown to be good, why would, why would you do that? Like, you know you've got one that's really good. Out of those three, you want one that's good. You've got the one good. Yeah. 
I guess that's true. I guess it's one of those things where I've watched Texas somehow fuck up this trade deadline, which again, we'll <laughs> yeah. talk in a minute. And I just want them to get some sort of value. So I don't have any allegiance to that team whatsoever, other than mm. I don't want to see you and Ben depressed for the next like 10 years. Well, and you hear about it on the radio there a, a ton. I've been local Actually, news. I don't just... listen to it for that exact reason because I yeah. just, I, <laughs> other than like I, the other day when I was listening about the shift and it just made me mad. So I turned it off. Even, uh, I guess, like seven years ago when I still lived in Dallas, even then I knew more than them. And I was like, you're so wrong. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I can't listen to you. Trying to break it down for the common man, which ironically is what we're doing right now. So just connecting those dots once again. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We do I'm going to take a poll out of my big bottle of rosé. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Is that starting to be your staple for the show now is a big bottle of rosé? No, well, okay. It just it, there's happenstance here. Okay. So I talked about rosé. There was some, um, and then we get a wine box that comes in with like a variety of wines, and there happened to be another deep red rosé, and um, Steph doesn't like it, so I'm having at it. Hey, you're only human, you know. Yep. These are next. The, for the listeners, there's a wine rack behind me, and there's four bottles that'll probably disappear after this episode. We'll have you take a picture and put it on the outfielder. Uh... We got we got our keepers from California right here, and then the the garbage shit right here. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a day. Uh, All right, um, trade ships. Minnesota, Kyle Gibson. Yes. uh, Detroit. Nick Castellanos still hasn't gone anywhere. I don't know that he will at this point. It's kind of I don't know. I bet you he will. I bet you he will. Um, Kansas City traded Mustakis. Yes, we've been talking about this move for a long time. Indeed, here on the outfielder. we talked about the potential for the Brewers to pick up uh, Musakis at third base and shift Travis Shaw over. That's pretty much what happened. That's kind of what we can expect to happen for, for the internal moves to move Shaw over. Um, Musakis has had a really good season. Travis Shaw obviously still nails ever since he left the Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Justin. Nope. Sorry. And um, that's a really strong move. Um, yeah. I mean, Milwaukee was already uh, pretty strong, so you got to think that they're going to be a little more deadly. Milwaukee is going the the route of making sure that their offense keeps up with their with their defensive lacking. So that's and their pitching staff to keep pace with with a good pitching staff. I that's think, what I'm in, the, in the positive yeah. direction, right? Yeah, no, I and mean, their pitching staff has been good. It's just when it hasn't been good, it's been really bad. Yeah. So like, it's just young guys like Chase Anderson who are still kind of like what are you specifically are you like a jason hamill or a cole hamels you know like that's, <laughs> that's really, i like that distinction <laughs> that's really how i look at it that's um, really good i did see on twitter that someone had con- congratulated which we haven't gotten here yet we'll talk about in a second uh jason hamill on accident and he corrected them very nicely i might add and was like uh wrong hamels but uh no s here you know that kind of that's thing. good yeah good it was nice of him to be nice. It's pretty common that guys can blow the fuck up about it. I probably would. Maybe, uh, you know, the Milton Bradleys out there can really just take oh, a chafing. Damn it. Um, <laughs> take a chafing. <laughs> that's solid. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Mike Moustakis, and I think that that's somewhere where he could potentially sign a longer-term deal with. I think they only signed Lorenzo Cana like a two-year deal, so I don't think they're too worried about that, and I think that's somewhere where he could be really successful for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think he'll fit really well in the NL um it's good stuff man i like that trade a lot i think it's it's good for both sides i did see that kansas city said they will not trade whit merrifield which i understand that it's the exact thing you were just talking about with the whole yeah um new newly good and young guy will not get traded for three potential young and not known good guys unless you play for the marlins unless you play for the marlins then you get a hometown discount for all the guys in in the bronx and you just fucking hand players over fucking assholes all right um, ridiculous Cool. What else? Anything else there? I don't think so. I let's see. White Sox haven't done anything. They, they might move someone like Carlos Rodon has potential, but he's too controllable. Mm-hmm. I don't think the no. I don't think there's anything else. Sorry, I'm just speaking out loud. No, I agree. I got to look at it. All right, let's talk about the West here. Houston, I saw acquired. We were, so last episode we didn't really know what Houston needed to acquire. Um, we kept saying bullpen arm. If we didn't know, we just say bullpen arm because that's what everybody needs at any given time. So they did that. I are you still on your your soapbox about thinking that the Astros are better than the Red Sox? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. They're in a much stronger division overall. They just lost two of three to the Rangers and not in yeah. any small fashion by any means either. I know. It's funny. I watched half of both of those games and it wasn't even fair. It looks like 
uh, I don't know what it was with Houston, but they were not themselves for sure. They lost um, Altuve. Fucking Jose Altuve. Why couldn't I think of his name? I don't know. Um, we'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they lost Jose Altuve to the Tenetti EL, and that team offensively is never the same without him, but I think they put him on it after they were done losing those games. Yeah, it's retroactive anyway, and he... Um... They're not concerned about it, I don't think. But Verlander got roughed up. I, I saw a classic uh, in a little league home run by the Rangers yesterday by your boy Odor. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Rugnet Odor, former piece of shit corner uh, attendee. Definitely still a piece of shit, but he went five for five with two home runs. One of them was an inside the Parker, and um, he's only the second person in history to do that. Thank you, useless stats. God, it was so funny, dude. Uh, th- I love a good in- inside the park home run, but it was such a calamity of shit. It was so good it was, to watch. I really liked that one. I mean, it just takes when it takes the, when it careens off the wall at that perfect angle, and you just know the guy's gonna fucking turn on the jets. And these are the two things that announcers say: they go, "He found an extra gear," yes, or "He turned on the jets," yes. And he did both of them in this one, according to the. <laughs> He found and that he made it home. Game. It was a it was a good hit. He thought it was gone about three steps out of the box. Um, he realized that it wasn't gone, and then he started flying. And Odor's pretty fucking quick, pretty fast, man. I'll, I'll so, give him that. That yeah, was a fun play. It was funny because I don't ever typically find myself watching the Rangers at all for any reason, but I was <laughs> interested after the Astros got their dicks bashed in to see like because I think they lost the first game in that series like eleven to two on Friday. Yeah, so I actually have a call out there because I called Chris Davinsky, their reliever, uh, one of the most underrated players in the MLB. And I think that's probably largely still true. But he ended up giving up four runs to the Rangers. Yeah. Um, uh, that's not a great look. No. He's gotten – he's he's definitely leveled off a little bit this year than how he's progressed. I, I would still anticipate him to do good things. But, um, but yeah, man, so good stuff there. I wanted to see how they would respond. They did not respond, <laughs> um, is to, to put it simply. So that's good stuff. But so they, tr- uh, Houston added, though, a who did they add? They did um, Ryan Presley. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he's from the Twins. He's been a oh, yeah. nails reliever for the Twins all year. He's been striking out people like crazy. Um, I think he's 29 years old, maybe 30 years old. He spent a decent amount of time in the minors, kind of struggling. And this is a common story among relievers who <clears throat> are not good at all, and then they find their groove, and then they're good, and they get called up, and then they do great things for the ball club at the major league level, and then they end up eventually fold and go back down to players. So I guess I'm having a really hard time understanding your rationale behind the Astros because they don't lead the league in any single category as far as statistics go. The, the Astros don't lead any statistical category? Not, not one. What about they were team ERA leaders for a long time, bullpen well, or um, so, starting rotation? Sorry, ERA. sorry, that's batting. Sorry, offensively. Oh, hmm. Defensively, uh, they pick up a little bit here. ERA three ten. Um, the Dodgers are second place at, at three forty seven, which I'm surprised by. Um, yeah, they do lead the league in strikeouts, eleven hundred fourteen. Jesus. Um. They had lead the league in whip at 1.08. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else. So I guess I would, I would, you know, while the numbers might speak to the fact that they're not leading any categories, but which of those guys needs to go away? Like who's not working? What cog in the machine needs to be replaced? Because I mean, you think about offense to pitching ratio, and they've got it. Yeah, their it, pitching is good enough for their offense to not be leading categories. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, um, I'm looking at them as a team right now because they, um, I mean, I mean they, yes, uh, Redick is not an offensive player, but he's nails defensively. They could keep him out here and afford for him to be hitting like 234 or whatever the fuck he's hitting. It seems to me like they kind of suffer from the same pro- problem that the Red Sox did earlier in the season where they're just, Second half of the lineup is almost silent in a lot of t- a mm. lot of times. Um, so yeah, their second half of their lineup. Let's see. So they got Max Stassi, Stacy, Stassi. I don't even know. Stassi, Stassi. Um, hitting two forty three. Let's see. He's a catcher, though. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I don't expect a ton. 
Let's see. Marwin Gonzalez is hitting 230. Jake Marisnik is hitting 192. Josh Reddick's hitting 251. Evan Gaddis is hitting 242. Gaddis has been good, though. He's the best catcher, best he hitting is. catcher in the MLB. He is. He's a little bit frustrating at times, but yeah. yeah. I would expect Marisnik to pick it up, and Marwin Gonzalez is super streaky, but if he starts hitting bombs, I mean, they're just going to be winning games. Yeah, true. But the Red Sox lead in batting average, RBIs, runs. They are tied for slugging with the New York at 459. That's crazy. Um, hits, doubles, triples, and it. Yeah. So your so. question was, what's my rationale for thinking that the Astros are a better team than Boston? Mm-hmm. It's because Boston plays in a shittier division than Houston, where Boston gets to wallop Toronto and Baltimore all the time. The Houston Astros have to deal with the Angels and Texas, whereas Texas has the same record as Toronto, and they're in fourth place. Like. There's not, they're leagues above the competition. <laughs> I, I still think that you're underestimating what the Red Sox are doing right now. I, I have no, the, the counting stats are there. The win percentage is there. I'm not trying to discount their accomplishments thus far. Mm-hmm. But if, I think if you change the ratio of, their, of who, how many times they play each team, it's a little bit different, right? If you put yeah. them in that division, it won't be the same story. Tell you what, let's you and I both look into strength of schedule on this and we'll get back to the out, the ground screw next episode. Yeah, you know, I've, I've actually considered how I would, well, I'm just a data nerd. I don't know how I'd look at this, but I've been thinking about it. There's places to look at that on, on baseball reference, I'm sure. We just need to dig into it a little bit. I'll, we'll work on that this week. Um, all right, let's talk about other trades that have happened since we're like just rambling endlessly. Uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. Um, it's our A's show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Seattle's not making any moves, really. Oh, that's so strange. They picked up somebody, didn't they? Didn't they pick up a a reliever some or something? Guy's oh, wow. name that I didn't know. I wasn't familiar. Sam Tuvalala. Yeah, I never even heard of him. He's a right-hander, so in other words, a minor leaguer for probably not Whatever. much. Weird, man. But yeah, there's we, still we time. We need to see more selling. More yeah. selling. Texas needs to sell more. The Angels won't sell anything or buy anything. Agreed. We still have a couple of days, though. So I, a lot can happen. We've seen it before. Yep. Um, Bryce Harper to the A's. You heard it here first. Dude, yeah. So I, so we're going to talk about that division anyway. There's <laughs> a good chance that they're going to be sellers. Yeah. And I think they, they need- probably should be. They have no, Things have not gone according to plan this year. No plan. No plan. I don't even know if there was a plan. Is there ever a plan? <laughs> um, I, so I think you and I agreed on two teams, didn't we? Didn't we say the Yankees and the Phillies? Could- oh, for Harper? Yes. Yeah. I think those are the biggest. I mean, pinstripes, that's a no-brainer. They have the best uh, prospects in baseball. They could easily pick up a Harper, but Philly um, is a better move. Agreed. I, I agree. I think he has much more potential there. It would be much more comfortable there. Youngest um, team in baseball. No doubt. I've heard a lot of rumblings about the Braves wanting to add Beltre. I don't think that's going to happen because he's a 10-5 and five guy, like you were talking about last time. So They're not going to get rid of Beltre. I've also heard the Braves are interested um, in Chris Archer. That's yes. probably not going to happen either. No, it's not going to happen either. Um, I think it's time for you to brag a little bit on yourself. Yeah, so the Phillies, uh, I think I called I – I still – I haven't confirmed when I said this, but um, – sure, Purely because of the naming convention, I predicted that the Phillies would pick up as Drubal Cabrera so that he could hit in the same lineup as Odubel Herrera. And the jokes, the jokes just write themselves, they right? Sure I do. mean, you think about all the announcers fucking up both of those guys' names. If they're hitting even in, within like the same three batters. And, oh, man, I'm so pleased the Phillies picked up as Drubal Cabrera so that he could hit on the same team as Odubel Herrera. I just couldn't be happier that, that, that that's going to happen. And the memes will be out there. And you guys heard it here first, like, I swear, 19 or 20 weeks ago or something. Oh, it was easily like May, June, very beginning of June that you've been talking about that. Yeah, I'm so pleased that that happened. I don't, I don't even care about his performance. He, no. he actually has been like the best hitter on the Mets. Um, and he's defensively, he's given up like 16 runs in the middle infield. So he's not, a, not that good of a player overall. <laughs> But the Phils will pinch hit him, and he'll get some bombs. But um, really, it's all about the names. And um, the outfielder definitely called that first. Incredible names. Incredible names at that. 
Cabrera uh, as Drupal Cabrera. They're on the same team. Full credit, man. Full credit. <laughs> you killed it. Um, anything else in that division? I don't think so. Uh, no, no. The Mets need to get their heads out of their asses and their feet out of their mouths so that they can then um, sell some players. Yes, I think you were definitely on to something about that uh, with that last episode. Uh, all right, Central, big news here. The Cubs acquired Cole Hamels. What yep. are your thoughts, Sam? Strong move. Uh, Hamels has had a really shitty season, but um, he seems like the type of guy that might be motivated to do well for a team that's doing really well. And, um, you know, he's a proven postseason veteran in the same division. And, or I'm sorry, he played with the Phils and was super good, different division. Yep. Um, he has the potential to be lights out. And uh, they need another arm. Their starting rotation is garbage. So it's probably an upgrade over somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, I like it. We didn't, you know, the Rangers didn't get the greatest trading or um, trade ships prospect pieces in the universe. But um, I like that we got something for Hamels before he was cut loose. So you want to hear a pretty crazy stat? Yes. So his ERA at home, it's like a 639 on the year. It's a hitter's park, and it's hot. Right, but excuses. His away is like a two-three-one. Holy shit! So good for him. I mean, that's great for him because, especially going to Wrigley, because you're going to much more of a pitcher's situation. Yeah. Wow. Um. So good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. It's I. The reason that I've been struggling. Uh. So yeah, he has a six-four-one at home. Uh. In in Arlington, and a two-ninety-three away. That's, those are the exact numbers. That's an amazing split. You've got to think that he's going to do good things in Wrigley. Agreed. Um, given and, his experience and his winning attitude and that, that split. Yeah. And the thing is, he doesn't need to be the guy there. He just needs to be the 3-4 guy, something like three, that. 3 exactly. And he's going to be fine with that. And he's, you know, he's a little bit on the other side of 30 at this point. And he's, you know, been, been in the league a long time. So it's the whole, you know, veteran pitcher thing. But I think he'll do well with people like John Lester around him. And, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. John Lester. I do think that Texas, I've been really confused on what they're doing at this trade deadline because they paid for like three quarters of that contract. Yeah, they want it gone, I yeah. think. That's so they want, crazy. They want me. trade ships. But they didn't get any, really. They got like one pro, like single-A prospect or some shit like that. I'm telling you, we fold. We fold at the negotiating table. That's so bad. So bad. Yeah. Anyway, I... I Another guy that, you know, um, did a lot for the ball club, super pleased that he's going to a winning ball club. Um, haven't heard him shit on the town, so pleased about that. Him and you, Darvish, both on the Cubs now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that makes me think, well, a, a, super good for him. Glad that that's a trade that made sense for both clubs. And B, glad that we're developing some sort of trade relationship with a super deep clubs or, or Cubs organization. Um, you got to think that that's not the end of it. Um, for the you know foreseeable future, three, they, four, five seasons. JD's had a really good relationship with Theo Epstein over the years. It seems like though they've done a lot of business with the Cubs over time, even with, before Theo was there. Um, the thing that probably kills me, and I probably it's it, I know it's not lost on you by any means, is the fact that they could have traded Darvish and Hamels two years ago, and be in a really really competitive spot at this point. Probably not quite there, but they'd be in a much better place than they are now. Yeah. Totally. And you think about the things that they ended up do, uh, giving up. Yeah. Right. They gave away Alfaro, catcher to the Phillies, who's like really, really good young guy, one of the best catching prospects in baseball. Now, now with the Phillies, another team we have a strong trading relationship with. But you're absolutely right. If we had given them up when they had more value, we'd be looking up pretty good. I don't think we'd be winning the division. The Astronauts are no. too good. No, but they'd be yeah. in a be- much better rebuilding spot. Talk about building blocks. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any. We're at the start of the building process. Exactly. Which is gotta be frustrating. And I, I mean, I've been there. I've seen it. It's, it's definitely in the pits, you know, but it's one of those. You've seen it. I've seen it. Fuck you. (laughs) Rangers fan versus Red Sox fan. Okay. Just, just go with it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but even so it's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely disappointing in that sense, but I mean, at least they're realizing what the fate is at this point. You know, yes. So it is what it is there. Um, oh, the other person that they got rid of, they shipped out of town for an unexplicable reason was Lewis Brinson. Hmm. I like him a lot. Moving on. Yep. I won't, I won't do this to you. 
Uh, St. Louis picked up. Uh, no, they traded. I saw something. Where is this? My notes are not good right now. Oh, they designated Greg Holland for assignment. That's what it was. I knew I'd written down the Cardinals for some reason. That's, I mean, not that shocking. That was a stupid signing probably to begin with. Um, yeah. Hadn't worked out Greg well. Greg Holland had a really good season last year with the Rockies, and then they traded him away, and then he got injured, and he was just never the same. Yeah. It's a shame when that happens. Yep. What else? That's all I got. Okay. Anything else big that we've got? I don't think so. I think we've covered the gauntlet here. Well, we haven't done NL West. I know. I'm, I'm talking about the Central. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think we've covered the gauntlet of that stuff anyway. Uh, yeah. What else? Nothing. All right. So has anything – what's happened in the West besides the Machado deal? Uh, I know Arizona added, like, minor league bat, something like that, I want to say. Uh, they got oh, Eduardo Edward. Escobar. That's right. That's right. From the Twins, yep. I think. Not a, yep, bad, uh, not a bad haul there. Not a bad haul. I think that's a good move. They needed to strengthen their offense a little bit. Um, Colorado got some people. I mean, it's just kind of garbage. You're th- the, the biggest piece of news here after the Machado, big domino Machado fell, was that um, the Padres are in the, the lead to acquire Chris Archer, who's right. under two or three more years of control. Mm-hmm. So you think about um, a rebuild, well, the continual rebuild that's been three decades old for the Padres, but surrounding – um, some pretty good pitching around a guy like Chris Archer. Mm-hmm. That could be really cool. That uh, The Padres seemingly always have this one starter who uh, is supposed to be really good. They had Tyson Ross from the Rangers, question mark. And then there's a guy named Lucchese. I think his name is Joe Joey Lucchese or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be really good. He had a couple really great starts last season. Hasn't panned out. But they have, they've got a lot of prospects. And if you put a Chris Archer in there, you talk about building something that's a cool move. They have a top five pitching prospect in Anderson Espinosa that they got for Craig Kimbrell from the Red Sox, which, or no, for Drew Pomerantz, which was a fucking ripoff and a half. But <laughs> um, we won't go down that road today. I don't feel like Drew Pomerantz drinks skim milk. I'm not in the mood to rag on little Dwoo. <laughs> not in the mood. Got it. Um, yeah, man, not a whole lot else has happened in that division, though. It's a very thin division. I mean, um, I anticipate more to happen this week, though. Yep. Not a lot to say on the West. Okay. Well, that is hot stove talk. That took us like an hour. So that's, that's a, a new record for us. Just piddling our way through this. Nice. Uh, all right. Tell you what. Let's do some uh, rapid fire questions. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Let's do it. You want to start? Yeah, do the Braves make the playoffs? They are two and a half games, one and a half games out of the second wild card spot. I don't know that they do. I don't think that they do. Unfortunately, I think they're still a year away. Okay, what's your like thoughts it. there? I I'm torn because I want them to win, but I also don't want them to win. Right. I don't think they will. I don't your, think they're going to make it. Your bet was I, against, I keep flip flopping here. Your your bet was against them, right? Yeah, I bet against them to make the playoffs, period. Not wild card or division leader otherwise. Got it. Uh, So the Cubs added Hamels to solidify the rotation. Have they done enough? No. Their rotation is so bad. Yeah. So bad. I don't know what else they do, but yeah. Kyle Gibson. They pick Mm. up Kyle Gibson. He's not that far away. Minnesota's not that far. Count it. All right. Does Bryce Harper drink skim milk? Absolutely. Good. Uh, Does Greg Holland land on another team? Yes. Yeah. He has too much of a proven record to not land somewhere else. Where do you, where do you see that? He's definitely an NL guy. Mm, Mets. He's a Mets guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not named Jose. So that's, that probably won't happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's not a yes, no. Why do the Padres even bother? I don't know. I really don't know. They've got the coolest fucking ballpark out there too. That's the Petco worst part is of it. so cool. It's so cool, but it's just, it's a son of a bitch. Um, they're just always on like the cusp of having the right pieces and then they never trade them in the right way to like uh, make it work. They get a Matt Kemp and he then sucks. He was good. He sucked in San Diego and then he went back and he was good. Like so uh, weird. Who, sad. Who knows? Uh, is there a chance or I'd say, let me ask you it this way. Percentage chance that the Yankees miss the playoffs. Ooh. Um, 10. No, uh, 10. I'm 10% gonna, chance. I'm going to give it 14. Okay. 
Your price is right at me. I don't appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't go a dollar, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Boned by Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the right show, but it's fine. <laughs> you should, you should, at least once more, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got any others? That's it. All right. We want to remind everyone to check us out at sensiblyloud.com. Follow us on social media at OutfielderPod for the Twitter and the Gram. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at the Outfielder Podcast. Make sure to check us out on the Apple iTunes Store, the Google Play Store. We are out there. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Make sure to let them know how great we are. Uh, There's just no better way to say that, Sam, so I'm just going to say it. Um, we want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 37 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Do not text and drive. And we will see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Go, 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 go,